0: You are now listening to Cyber Timebite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve. Once again, for episode 148... I am two steps away from 150, and that is crazy. Um, But today, I have someone on who is actually... Can I say related? I don't know if I could, but (laughs) they're together. They're together as a person. You may remember a few episodes back, I had Ramen Hood on the podcast. By the time you're listening to this, that episode's going to be out, so you're going to know who I'm talking about if you listen to it. And so today I'm with the person who's with that person because they're together as like a couple thing. Uh, they're 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 the complete package, you know. <laughs> so you know this is this is the other half of it. Today I am with uh, Aristocat cosplays. Hi. <laughs>
1: Hello. You
0: you know you know in my mind I I I almost slipped out Robin Hood by accident. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> By accident. I mean
1: that's okay. I would have just probably went with it and been like, "That's not correct," but okay. <laughs> I,
0: I, but, but you know, I wasn't. I was like, I was going for my head, but I knew that wasn't right. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, how's everything going? Everything going well, right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, everything's going pretty well as much as it can be. And you know, the pandemic—it's been at least over a year of it now.
0: Yeah, we're we're officially a year into the pandemic as of two weeks ago.
1: Yep. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty safe. I got my vaccine through work uh, because I work in the medical field, Uh, but I'm still wearing my mask until probably the next couple years or until they uh, say we don't have to wear them anymore, so (laughs) I'm pretty heavy on wearing masks.
0: What what do you what do you get? Do you get the Pfizer, the Moderna, the Johnson Johnson? I
1: got uh I got Pfizer, yeah, which as what I would have preferred because I've actually never heard of Moderna and when I heard Johnson and Johnson was making one, I'm like, um I'm, I'm not gonna go through a company that put cancer ingredients in their baby powder. So yeah, I definitely got the Pfizer.
0: <laughs> I got my I got my vaccines last month, so I'm all I'm all vaccinated. Uh,
1: yeah, good for you.
0: It it's because I work it's because I work in a gro I work in the grocery store field, so it's they they gave it they did it for us already.
1: Yeah, I mean I work around the elderly, so we have to, you know, make sure they're safe first. So mm-hmm. we got ours, um I wanna say back in February when they first started launching them in Illinois.
0: Mm-hmm um so so yeah um, so the big question you know it's not really the big question but it's like the first question i guess um obviously since we're going for all this covid crap and all that stuff and cosplaying hasn't really been a thing that's been top of the mind of of anyone uh what like what is your story then like what is your story of cosplay since i mean obviously you haven't done anything recently because of the covid but like what's your whole story from like where you started and where you are today
1: so i started cosplaying i want to say about five or six years ago uh, my first convention was YumaCon in 2014, and I went with a friend just, like, off a whim, because it was Halloween weekend, and I think that's when they typically have it. So, went to there. Um, that was my first taste of cosplaying. Had no idea what, what, what I was doing, so I probably looked like an absolute weirdo in that type of scene. Um, and then... Uh, My birthday that year, I started getting my first cosplay together, which was Levi Ackerman from Attack on Titan. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I've been growing my whole flock of cosplays, ranging from female to male characters. There's really not any sort of range I go for. Um, And lately, with COVID going on, I haven't been doing a whole lot. I'm actually a part of a non-for-profit group in Michigan. It's called the League of Enchantment, and it's a large cosplay group with at least over a hundred cosplayers in it. And our goal is to go to children's hospitals and fundraiser events for cancers, disabilities, and, you know, raise awareness for them and help you know, the kids be happy and see their heroes. So that's really fun. I like doing that. But mm-hmm. I think the last event I went to was I think early in twenty twenty, just before the whole shutdowns and everything. So haven't really seen them around, but also <laughs> moving to another state doesn't help. <laughs>
0: yeah, hey, I mean I can I I I can I can see where but I mean well how I work. I think no. I can see where you and uh, where you and uh, Leo get along because you guys are like the same exact people. You love. You are like. You guys are great people <laughs> in character. And, Thank you. And you just and you guys like care about each other and not just about each other, but the people around you. So it's just like it's. I find that really awesome. You guys. Oh, I've, thanks. And I I already told Leo like a million times that Leo's awesome, but you're awesome too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: So, so speaking of that, how did you guys meet? Like, how did you and Leo meet for the first time, then?
1: Oh goodness. <laughs> um, did you guys talk about this on the last podcast? Uh, the story of how we met.
0: No, I No, I didn't. I actually didn't ask him because I forgot. So oh. I'm asking you.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I guess I will uh, tell the whole story And its glory. Um. So, coming from Michigan. There was a convention that was just opening up in 2017. It was called Doki Do Con, and it was, you know, very new, but it w- did very well for it because there hasn't really been any conventions in the Kalamazoo area for God knows how long, except for maybe small things, but anyways, we met through that, and we were friends for about a year. We didn't really talk though, just because we were so busy. He was graduating from college. I was finishing my last year of high school. So we were very, very busy with all that. Um, I was working towards getting some licenses in the medical field, which didn't fall through, but that's an entirely different story. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to shorten it out. But anyways, the next year at the same convention at uh, Doki Doki 2018, I asked him if he wanted to do a formal version of Keith and Lance from Voltron because they had a, what is it, like a royal ball or like a like a royal dance, basically, or a formal dance. So we went to that, and I told them that I liked him, and it was kind of weird because, you know, I barely had any time to talk with this person for the whole year of knowing him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... Um, eventually we just talked about it and we started dating.
0: That's really, that's really awesome. That's, um, <laughs> I wish I had that. I wish I had that kind of story to tell to be like, oh, I went to like, you know, I went to Anime Midwest, got all damp, all prepped up and in nice clothing, And then the, and then the, and then the person I actually liked, actually said, liked me. <laughs> <laughs> that would, would have been amazing, but that never happened to me.
1: <laughs> oh I'm sorry
0: <laughs> hey no it's fine but like but was it, hard, was, was it a hard decision though like after you started liking you guys started dating when it came to the point when you guys been dating long enough to be like okay are you going to move here or are you going to move here like was that a hard decision because you're moving away from the place that you literally have been living your whole entire life
1: um, it wasn't really a hard decision. We were doing pretty well with the distance for you know the two years we were in it. Basically, um, every every month or so we would kind of alternate between who comes where. So for the first for the first time he came. He came back to Michigan, um, and then I went up to Rockford. Um, It was kind of difficult because I didn't have a driver's license until the following year in 2019, and then I got my car around, like, July or August. So I would take the train to Chicago, and then he would pick me up, and we would drive back to Rockford. Um, But as far as the distance itself, it wasn't necessarily an issue. I think definitely the pandemic made it a little bit harder just because there was that stretch between... February and I wanna say mid-June or so when we were in the very serious lockdown, like no one goes anywhere unless you're essential, go to work, stay home, all that jazz. So that kind of made things a little harder because I really missed him and the last time I had seen him was at C2E2 2020. So, and with my parents, my parents had just moved to North Carolina as I said in this year And if I would have stayed with them and probably moved to North Carolina, I think that would have made things a lot harder. But we talked it out, and um, before the whole moving process, we wanted to invite our roommate Jody. And so the three of us all got together, and we found a good place in Rockford, and we've been living ever since.
0: That's really cool. And funny enough, you bring up C2E2 2020, I was there too. Oh, really? (laughs) We may have ran into each other. We may even saw each other. We didn't even know it.
1: It's it's a possibility. That con is super huge, and I had some weird experiences at C two E two that year. So, (laughs) some of it I can't really remember, but there is obvious you know details that I still can recall.
0: Um, favorite convention? What's your favorite one?
1: Oh God favorite convention! I would have to say my favorite convention um like out of all of them I've been to or like ones I'd continue to go to
0: the the one or both yeah both just to make it easy,
1: okay, sure, <laughs> so I' I'd have to say my favorite convention would probably have to be Doki Doki in Kalamazoo. The reason being is because it was such a small convention that it was like you would see your close friends there. And we actually got pretty close to the staff, and me and Leo actually helped staff that convention for 2019. And we would have gone back again, uh, but you know, with COVID, Mm -hmm. they canceled it for 2020. Haven't heard a whole lot from 2021, but until we know more, then we'll figure that out. But I'd have to say Doki Doki was my favorite. It wasn't the typical run-of-the-mill convention. You know, we really tried to engage the con-goers by doing different um, challenges, like doing different sports. I know the first year they did, like, a tug-of-war. They had a water balloon fight because it's in the summer. Um just various different things to keep everyone going and at the last day of the convention we announced the winner because we have everybody choose what team they want to be a part of and depending on the color the color of their lanyard that depicts what team they run for Mm -hmm. there was like you know team blue green uh... red and purple so I think with that and just how it's kind of different from other conventions, because normally you would just go to a convention for the cosplays and the artist alley and celebrities, but for this one, it was more of bringing everybody together and doing active games and keeping everyone engaged. So I think that was by far... It's still my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I, I It's kind of hard because I don't have much of a favorite. I just go wherever the group goes to, or I've taken some solo trips to cons, but yeah, just that one itself is very particular and different.
0: Doki Doki Khan sounds amazing. Cause what I like about, I mean, after you explained this to me, what I like about, I mean, I've never been to Doki Doki because I've never been to a con outside of my state except Daisho con, which is the only out-of-state con I've been to. But, um, what I, what I like about this whole Doki Doki Khan thing from what you explained to me is that I like how it's not just you know cosplay or Sally celebrity walking around five hundred four times around the convention center until you get bored and your feet you are killing you. It, it's a it's like an experience. It's like a party, man. It's like you bring all these cosplayers together and you're just doing activities together with them. Water balloon fights, water gun fights, possibly <laughs> you're just like doing all this stuff and and it's amazing and I don't know if there was pizza there, but probably pizza is involved somehow, but it's...
1: Oh yeah, they actually had a pizza party the first year. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it's, it's ama- It's a amazing. That sounds amazing. I, w- I want to go to it now, and I really want to experience that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and the thing is, is that it's still a pretty small convention, but one of the biggest cons in Michigan, I forget the name of it, it's I, I've never been to it, but I've heard of it. Um, that one has actually closed, so the only big anime conventions that I can think of in the state of Michigan would be um, YamaCon, um, I think another big one's Almacon. There's various other ones that I've heard of, but especially YamaCon, that, that one is the biggest I've been to in Michigan. Um but yeah, that one convention is no longer going on, so I think definitely within the years, Doki Dokon is gonna grow um and be able to become more prosperous. You know, it's still kinda small, but as I said, I'm hoping within the next few years it'll be very, very popular.
0: Now now I don't now I don't know if you ever heard this con or I don't think you've even been to it 'cause I because it's a very small con, but um have you ever heard of the Chicago Pop Culture Convention before?
1: I think so. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it like advertised through Facebook.
0: Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a convention that happens in St. Charles, Illinois, which is like literally the next town next to mine. And and they what should we call it? Last year when the pandemic hit, the hotel that it was held at um closed down. Because it, there's the hotel, it was called the Pheasant Run. There was the hotel part, and then next to the Pheasant Run was the mega center where the Pop Culture Con was held in. And since they're on the same lot, they had to close both buildings. So they had, so when the buildings closed down, they had to cancel the convention that year, slash it, not do it because of COVID. So I'm hoping that next year, that this year, they're, they're going to do it, but find a new place for it. The reason I bring it up is because I'm what is doki, doki would you put on a level of that where it's like it's not a huge convention but it's like one of those conventions that you gotta like have your friends tell you and then and then that friend tells an our friend it's kind of like the word word of the mouth thing is said like all over Facebook uh,
1: oh yeah definitely I think it it's definitely one of those
0: one of those uh, word of the mouth kind of things
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah, I, yeah, I get that. The um, is there a convention that you had the most memories at? I mean, like not your. I'm not saying like what's your most favorite convention, like in a different kind of way, but like, is there a convention? Oh, that... sure.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I I'd have to say I went to it's called Motor City Comic Con, and that one is also in Michigan. It's towards Detroit, but it's not quite there yet. Um. It's kind of like I want to say it's in the suburban areas of the Detroit area itself. But anyways, Motor City Comic Con I went to twice. Um, I went both times pretty much on my own. The second year my brother took me just to help me out because uh, the game Red Dead Redemption 2 came out in uh, 20. Let's see, it was, was it? no, it was 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Dead Redemption came out, and the voice actor for um, the main protagonist, Arthur Morgan, Roger Clark, was going to be there. Um, Oh, no, it actually came out in 2018. It was, like, very late. I think it was, like, November 2018, but anyways, back to my story. Um, The voice actor was going to be there, so I dressed up as Arthur Morgan, and I went there, and... Uh, Roger Clark was probably one of the most coolest uh, actors I've ever met. He's truly amazing. He's awesome. His voice is nice. Um, All all I could remember is when he reached to shake my hand, like, his whole hand just engulfed mine. I'm like, wow, he's got a big hand. (laughs) That's all I could think of. Like, he's asking me, like, how the convention's going. I'm like, wow, uh, big.
0: (laughs) It, it went, do you think if he was he could have broke your hand if he would start squeezing you think
1: oh yeah he could have easily done that for sure but oh my gosh he was he was a sweet guy and I had done beard makeup for him so um when he went to hug me he kind of he kind of bent his knee so that I wouldn't rub my chin up against his shirt so he was really sweet that was a wonderful memory of mine was getting to meet Roger Clark. Um I've met various voice actors throughout the years. Um but Roger Clark and Matthew Mercer are probably the two biggest memories I hold near and dear to my heart.
0: I I actually got the meet um I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make you jealous here, but I actually met uh the voice of the voice actor for Lance at C two E two two thousand and sixteen I think it was. Yeah.
1: Oh, from Voltron. Uh yeah. Jeremy She Oh okay. Yeah. Leo actually got to meet him um at DaishoCon a couple years back. But yeah, I know him from Lance and also from Finn from Adventure Time.
0: Yeah, he was he was like the the awesome thing was that I got there so early that I was the first person in line.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> it it was so amazing. He was nice. I got to take a photo of him. It's on my Facebook, you probably saw it. And yeah, <laughs> it it was awesome. And I also got the and then like at Anime Midwest one year I got to meet um Olivia Olsen, the voice actor for, for my favorite character, Marceline. I got to meet her and it was and she was like super nice too.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um like I said, Roger Clark and Matthew Mercer were the most I'd say the most famous to me that I've ever met um, mm-hmm. for Matthew Mercer that one was at Colossal Con 2015 and I had cosplayed Levi and I God, I feel so bad for Matthew Mercer because I I was still grasping the basics of doing um, Levi's cosplay because for him I would do the technique of gluing my eyebrows back and covering them with foundation to draw in eyebrows because Levi's got very thin and prominent brows so um I feel so bad for how bad the makeup was but I I also remember him like the way he held my hand to shake it he took both of his and like held mine in between kind of Mm -hmm. um but he was he was also really nice to have like a one-on-one meet and greet with he was really cool um, we got to see him again at C2E2 2020 for a photo shoot too.
0: Yeah, because um another, I mean, like another interesting one that I also met too. I mean that, I mean that one's really awesome that you got to meet him. I don't, I don't know who he is honestly, but like he sounds like a cool person. um The way that he treated you. Um,
1: mhm.
0: For me, I get, I mean, another the probably the biggest person I probably ever met. It's probably meeting Stan Lee before he passed away, which.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Leo got to meet him with our group of friends before he passed too.
0: It's awesome. No, and and I also and for, it was so crazy. I got to meet him for free though. I mean because I wasn't like oh I was put in a room and there he was. It was just like he was just like you know sitting around at some empty booth at Wizard World Chicago 2016, and no mm-hmm. 2015 and he was just sitting there and he we just walked up to him and had some conversation with him and it was like really awesome to meet him he was he was really nice to me my friends and nice to everyone else who got to take a photo with him that day
1: yeah that's really cool
0: um so like so like what's your favorite cosplay that you have done personally
1: I would have to say my favorite cosplay. I know I've done various ones from small characters to pretty big ones. I would have to say my personal favorite um, would have to be Levi. Uh, He was my first cosplay. He is one that is like a true comfort character to me. I really don't do him as much just because I'm constantly busy and I rarely think about cosplaying these days just because of the pandemic and there's no cons going on but he is just one of my favorites and I was so excited to see season 4 and he is just um, a gorgeous gorgeous man that's, <laughs> that's all I'll say he's just a great character I that's all I can say really and as I said he's like a comfort character to me
0: he you just love that man like no other man do you
1: (laughs) pretty much i mean there's a lot of other um you know there's a lot of other anime guys i have crushes on but levi specifically just him his personality the whole clean freak thing it's something that i sort of aspired from basically and I have people tell me that I have a resting bitch face and they say that I'm pretty hard to approach and I sit there and I'm like, that's just my face. I'm not trying to look mean or anything.
0: No, no, it's fine. I mean, you know, you have your face, you know? You just have... Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't really do anything to change how you look. It's just how you are.
1: Exactly. It's just how it is.
0: No, speaking of new anime seasons my hero just just literally announced like a few days ago that a they're making a nerd movie and b that the new season's coming out some later this month somewhere you hear about that
1: i did yeah a friend of mine at work is actually ironically really into my hero so we talk about that like all the time
0: (laughs) are you excited for it
1: I, I'm pretty excited. Um, the thing is, I've actually never seen a whole lot of my hero. I only have seen tidbits from TikTok, YouTube, and memes shared from friends, and the only character that I... well, there's a couple of them, but the only character I really only look forward to seeing is either Hawks and Dobby, and I probably sound very cliche for saying, for saying that, but they're, uh, one, like, two characters that I both really like, um, mm-hmm. and that's actually a cosplay me and Leo eventually want to do. He wants to do Hawks, and then I'll obviously do Dobby.
0: I want to do, I'm planning on doing a Dobby cosplay sometime, sometime soon, as the people are hearing this.
1: Um. Oh, okay.
0: I want, I want to do him, uh, but the thing for me is that, like, um, how do I say it? Like I found a website called EasyCosplay.com where I found his jacket, and it comes with the purple sleeves already done, so I don't have to paint my arms or anything. But but the thing is that the shirt that comes with it is the white shirt, but it has the purple stuff stitched onto it and going up like some kind of like like one of those masks that you, that isn't that doesn't loop over your ears, but it goes around your whole neck, and it goes. Okay, it looks like that, but that's not that's not what I want like I just want the purple sleeves coming out of the jacket, so I don't have to do my arms and then I can wear a regular white t shirt and just paint my face up around my neck and to where it stops
1: okay, huh interesting
0: how how you plan when you get when you get around to doing it, how do you plan on doing it like wait probably are you gonna...
1: just yeah, I probably would just do like face paint um I'd try and maybe do latex but uh well one I'm actually allergic to latex so I don't think I'd be able to do special effects but I would probably just do like the purple uh face paint and paint in like fake staples and all that that's probably what my plan is do you,
0: do you think if we ever saw each other at a convention and like you were cast playing Dobby and I do mine and I finish mine it would just be like a Dobby versus Dobby thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would probably be like that Spider Man meme where they're like pointing at each other. Yeah.
0: Like like you, but no you
1: <laughs> Yeah, you
0: <laughs> No 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 like like the old like the like uh I don't know if you're old as me, but the but the old soldier boy thing,
1: you <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> Oh man. I uh I I really do love cosplay now because I feel like to me, cosplay is like a thing where like... I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this. Cosplay, you know, is a thing to me that's like... Like, it really... like I know there's people in the regular life who do different things to be their own unique person from coloring their hair to wearing a beanie if they're into that, to wearing their different kind of clothes types. There's some people who like to be more... Out there than others than just wearing a t shirt and jeans and whatever and calling it a day. There's people who like to get more extravagant than that, but, but I mean, everyone has their unique thing, and I feel like cosplay like ones up that like by like a bunch because not only are you not not only are you being yourself, you're being yourself as being a different character if that makes sense, like you're being something yeah. else but being yourself at the same time because you're showing that you love this character, you love this fandom, you love this anime, you just love being, just going out as something that you're not and, and you can actually live and strive and everything to be this character and it's the mm. most amazing and most tender feeling in the world and for you, it's more special for you because not only are you doing that, but you're also helping kids and other people who are sick in the hospital or have something going on and you just want to make their day and so you just you slap on the costume and and you make and you just make their day hundred times more better than it was five seconds ago.
1: Oh yeah, that's what I definitely strive for.
0: Is it do you um do you have any stories that you can share from your experiences from helping the kids and all that stuff that you that really that really hit you in the feels? Um
1: I'd have to say, I mean, I've only done a few events so far, um, because one, one thing for me was kind of limited travel, but there were um, several fundraiser events that I had attended to, and just seeing the kids smiling and, you know, seeing Superman or Wonder Woman and then them just, like, running over to hug you, like, that is a good feeling, especially, and them wanting to look at your props or, you know, being in character. I I remember one one girl in particular, she um, wanted a picture with me, so her dad took it, and I sometimes carry around, it's like the dollar sign criminal, like the thief bag, and I have fake diamonds in that bag. And she asked me what I had in there, and I showed her the diamond, and she asked if she could keep it. And I told her, of course she could. And then I, like, bent over, and I was like, but don't tell Batman that I gave it to you. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, like, that was really sweet that she asked for it. And the dad was really nice, and he said thank you. And that was a good memory for me. (laughs)
0: That, that, that's, re- that's really, that's really awesome. I mean, like, when you go to these events, like, are you, are you supposed to be, like, a certain character that, that, like, relevates to the event? Or can it be just, like, anything that you think is going to make the kids happy?
1: It can be pretty much whatever you want. Um, It has to go through approval, but obviously, you know, it can't be anything that's too... You know, I would say that's, like, too revealing. It has to be child-friendly. So um, I typically will just do Catwoman. I think she's the only cosplay through the group that is approved right now. Um, So I I always would just go with her. Um, She was one of the easiest to do. And eventually I might open up to doing, like, uh, Black Cat. From Spider-Man or Zatanna or Black Canary, something along the lines of other uh, comic book characters. But eventually, you know, I'm pretty open to doing things or even doing Disney princesses.
0: That's that's really that's really awesome. I mean, like, but like, are you willing to? I mean, like, are you willing to do cosplays that what that you wouldn't really? What am I trying to say? Are, it, will you be willing to do cosplays outside your comfort zone for the kids? Like, things that you would Oh, yeah. Through. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, if it was, you know, like a Wonder Woman or something, I would definitely do it. You know, I'd give it a try.
0: Yeah, because, cause there, cause, you know, there's a lot of cosplayers out there not doing cherry work and doing cherry work. And everyone in between who has, like, the cosplays that they won't strictly do because it's, like, way out of their comfort zone and they don't think that would oh, be Oh, yeah,
1: no, I've... You know, I'm pretty comfortable doing just about anything. I mean, I cosplay male characters, I do female characters. Whatever I think is interesting, I'm always willing to give it a try.
0: That That's really cool. Um, and so, guessing from all of that, you're a big comic book nerd.
1: <laughs> it, to an extent. Um, actually, it didn't start sparking until maybe 2017. For some reason, I went on this like huge Batman binge and I started reading the latest comic books, and I read on Catwoman, and I was like, huh, she would be really interesting to cosplay, and ever since then, that is another character I've sort of adapted to. Um, You know, I cut my hair short black, because I've always had, I'm actually a brunette, I used to have long hair, and Mm -hmm. I decided to cut it and dye it black, and that was something I never would have seen myself doing, but I did it, and I felt very comfortable with it, so that was a big step for me, and then just cosplaying her every any time I was able to for cons or for charity events, and being able to have differences in the makeup or adding new things to the cosplay, yeah, it, it was really fun to do, and I don't really have a preference when it comes to Marvel or DC, I love them both equally, I have a tattoo of... Bucky Barnes' uh, metal arm on my left shoulder and then I have a tattoo of Levi on my leg so <laughs> I think that can say I'm both a comic book nerd and an anime nerd.
0: Yeah, because you could be like you could be like, I love Levi, here he is, and then i like my comic book stuff But here it is on my arm.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like, oh, here's Bucky and then just roll up my pant leg and here's Levi, Here he is.
0: <laughs> is it like, is it like a whole is it like the whole character or is it just something to do with him so you don't have to get the whole character tattooed on your whole leg or whatever
1: oh no actually the levi it's a whole ass portrait of him on my thigh it goes to from the top of my thigh to almost my kneecap
0: holy crap you you do really love him
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Dude, I never seen Attack on Titan, I never got around to seeing that because I'm still watching like My Hero and Magi and other things, and I've fin- and I watched Yuri, I watched not you saw it all the way through, but that's like the only anime I've finished so far.
1: Yeah, I need to get on watching My Hero, but eventually I think once I have the time to, I will.
0: Dude, like, hip- like during the summer, when you're like, uh... Like, if you're, like, wearing shorts, like, during the summer and the tattoos, like, showing, are you, do, do you get, like, looks being like, oh, why is there, like, half a person on this person's arm or leg or whatever?
1: <laughs> well, the one on my shoulder is just the red star and the metal with it. Yeah. Um, Just to, like, show, like, oh, that's Bucky's metal arm. So I've had people compliment me on that, but Levi is actually new, and I got him around the winter time, So I haven't had the chance to wear shorts just yet. And I'm hoping once the weather gets warmer, then I'll be able to show off a whole ass person on my leg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that no, that's really cool. I, I mean, like I'm not, I'm personally, I mean, even though I'm a huge Ecuus fan from Homestuck, like he's like my boy, and he's like the man to me, like in Homestuck. Um, I would never. I'm, I'm not really a tattoo person personally, but if I was, I probably would got something Ecuus, something tattooed on my body by this point. <laughs>
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, anyone could get a tattoo. It's, you know, up to them, but it's... (laughs) The irony of it is I don't mind sitting through a six- or four-hour tattoo session and getting a needle poked into me several seconds, but... (laughs) <laughs> Recently, I had to go to a clinic to get blood drawn, and they couldn't—they uh, couldn't successfully get blood out of my hands. And all of a sudden, I started to feel very heavy and warm and lightheaded, and uh, I almost passed out from them trying to draw blood. And I think it's hilarious how I can just take, you know, getting a tattoo, but the moment I have to get like a shot or blood draws, it's I freak out mentally (laughs) like i may seem calm on the outside but in my body like my heart's racing my mind is screaming oh my god it's gonna hurt oh no
0: no i get no i get that that's how i was when i was younger before like when i was getting shots when i was younger nowadays i don't even think about it i'm just like it just happens at this point (laughs)
1: But, yeah, I. It's happened with a couple of them, but I noticed with the COVID ones, I was getting pretty anxious during that. But you know, that that's nothing. That's just a shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I, I'm never, I'm not really a person that go to blood drives and do the blood drive thing. That's like not my thing. And and I and I know this is not my name, Nostalgia Vampire, but <laughs> I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not one to go to blood drives. No, in, in, no. I mean, I don't know if you've seen this commercial, but you know, there was a commercial one time of a of a vampire literally doing a Geico commercial at a blood drive.
1: <laughs> I think I've seen that one, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh The irony is the it's crazy, isn't it? The irony.
1: <laughs> it is. It's very ironic.
0: So, um, so like. So, like you, you how long you've been living in the area that you've been living in, and what and what what do you gain the love about where you live now compared to where you came from?
1: I think it's pretty much, um, you know, my love for it comes from well, my boyfriend and my friends. I'm much uh-huh. closer to a group of friends that I really enjoy being with. Um, I'm here with my boyfriend's family. We're only about a few minutes away from his parents' house and they really appreciate me. Like They treat me as one of their own. They they spoiled me to the ends of the earth last Christmas and I, I think I cried a bit because I didn't deserve it. Um, Personally, for me, my family really hasn't celebrated Christmas in the last couple years because, you know, we're grown, we're older, we're doing things. So getting gifts on Christmas, you know, for me, it just made me, like, tear up and get emotional. But, um,. It's just being here with familiar people, um, and I can adapt pretty quickly to places as long as I have someone that I know of, um, but it's it's really no different from where I used to be, just more of a big city. I kind of came from the country outskirts of Kalamazoo, so I was used to smaller towns and more suburban areas, so being in a bigger city was pretty uh, pretty different from what I'm used to. Yeah,
0: because I... because because the the rockford area man that's I've been there before and there's a mm-hmm. lot there <laughs> there's like there a,
1: is it, it's huge like like there's
0: like there's no lack of of some there's no lack of something to do there <laughs> like um so like do do you ever like did you ever like um wonder when you went there being like well I never heard this place before. I never heard this place before. Like, you know, like places that it's only in Michigan. Like, I don't know if you guys have like Tim Horns, they all, all over the place there, but like when you first, when you didn't, when you weren't seeing things that you're like familiar with, where you're like, Ooh, I'm going to try all these places. Cause I never been to any <laughs> of these places.
1: <laughs> well, kind of, Um, it's kind of hard with the pandemic right now, but it's really no different. We have a lot of the same things that uh, Michigan had and, So it's pretty what I'm, you know, what I'm used to seeing.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, because, like, it just, your, your whole situation, like, with everything going on just seems like such a positive environment, and I love that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I try to make it.
0: (laughs) So, um, are you, I'm, I'm guessing that what Leo told me that Leo's a gamer, but I'm guessing you're also a gamer too, right?
1: Oh yeah, pretty pretty avid when I get the chance.
0: Where you where you play?
1: I usually um, I, I say I kind of play anything. Um, When I was a kid, we played the PlayStation, and then we had the Xbox, and then we got the PlayStation 4, so we went from having the PS2 to the Xbox 360 to the PS4, and then the Xbox One. Um, So I've had a mixture of both platforms, and I really don't mind for either. Nowadays, I pretty much only play on the Xbox or on PC. I love playing RPGs or MMORPGs. I play World of Warcraft, Skyrim, um, Stardew Valley, which is not really, you know, that's kind of different from the normal what I'm used to. But it's a nice comfort game. Lately, I've been playing a game on Steam, and it's called um, Ancestors, the Human Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's about starting off with, like, the very, very first, you know, human species or, like, the hominid species of what we were. And your goal is to evolve into, like, the early humans. So it's very interesting, very fun. The game doesn't help you out a whole lot because you're trying to figure it out for yourself. And um, it's beautiful. The graphics are amazing. It's very interesting to see what... You know, how you are making your society and communication. It's such a odd game, but it's very addicting at the same time.
0: I mean, knowing that you're also a gamer um, and you love gaming and all that, too. Like, obviously, what you said... Uh... Does that also make you sort of a nostalgic freak like I am too? Like, like you like nostalgic kind of gaming as well? Like, do you go back to like the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and that stuff, and even farther back, like, to like the original Nintendo and all that? And then, it, like, stuff like that?
1: Um, occasionally. Um, I, the only nostalgic type of a device I have is really the DS Lite, but, um, I actually still have my PS2 with me, and I have the, three original Spyro games that I will go back to. I actually prefer to play the original Spyro games over the remaster they made a few years ago. Both are fun, but I like the nostalgia of it and seeing, you know, little little tiny Spyro and then all his polygons and everything. So I'd say probably just playing the old PS2 games is what I enjoy.
0: So... So, like, but, like, um, but if you had the chance, though, you would, like, play Super Nintendo Sega Genesis N64, like, if you, like, if you, if it was, like, oh, in front sure. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I have, um, I have, I have a PS2 as well, and it's mainly so I can, like, you know, keep my Guitar Hero collection going, because I have a oh, single yeah. game.
1: yeah. <laughs> but, mm-hmm.
0: But I mean I also I also play other games too like Tekken. Like I love Tekken, if you ever played that before.
1: I don't think I've heard of it, but it sounds uh sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, it's a fighting game if you're into that. If you're into those kind of games.
1: Oh okay. Okay.
0: Um So like what do you, what do you think of like um like with with your gaming stuff and and, you know going back to the ps2 and all that stuff i'm guessing you have like a lot of memories from like that ti- that uh that time span of the ps2 i mean like i mean do you do you have games that you that you like the most on the ps2 from others or do you just have like the spiral games and like that's like the only one that you really really like playing over everything else you have for it or
1: um, there's still a few titles I have for PS2, um, I have, I have, I've got Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, I play those on the PS2, mm-hmm. um, I also, I don't know, I feel like PS2 went through a weird phase where they had, like, random movie video games, like, there's, there's that Nickelodeon movie called Barnyard, and they made a PS2 game for that, so I have that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I also have Harvest Moon for PS2, which I occasionally go to. Um, just those types of games. Uh, nothing really, you know, out of the ordinary except for those titles. Um, those are pretty much my favorite to play on the PS2. And um, actually, for the longest time, I've been trying to find these um, these old Godzilla games. Um, they were kind of like Mortal Kombat, but they had like the the uh, monsters. And I used to play those all the time on the PS2. So I'm hoping I can find some copies like on eBay or something. But from what I've heard, they're very vintage. And they're like $100 or $200 on Amazon. So I'm hoping eBay will be a better search platform.
0: (laughs) Was the game called Godzilla Destroy All Monsters?
1: Yeah, it was.
0: (laughs) I played that game before. That game is... Insane.
1: <laughs> it is. It's really fun. I loved those games.
0: Wasn't there? Was there only one made though?
1: Or... I think there was two. I remember there was Destroy All Monsters, and then there was. I think it was called Godzilla Unleashed, and that was like the same premises, but it was uh, like it was like an updated version.
0: No, you, no, because you know it's funny that you bring that up because there's a game. On the I don't know if you ever heard I'm pretty sure you never heard of the Neo Geo, right?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: Well there there's you're gonna love this game then if you ever get your hands on it. Like if you ever get to play it. There's a game literally called the King the like, King of the Monsters on the Neo Geo. And it's basically Godzilla destroy all monsters, but except but except it's like original monsters. On a 2D platform, and you're just walking over the city, beating up the other monster, but you're stomping all over the city at the same time.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So it's sort of the same thing, but it isn't as cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I hate to uh, be that one person, um, but my phone is running low on battery. (laughs) I'm at about uh, 10% for my battery life on my phone.
0: No, hey, it's fine. Um,
1: yeah and unfortunately it doesn't charge like normal phones I have to put it on one of those wireless charging platforms so I can't just like sit and plug it in and still talk and I have to like put it on a charging port
0: hey no hey it's fine I think we had a great time 48 minutes I ain't bad we we got oh
1: yeah for sure
0: <laughs> we talked we talked about a lot and it was really it was in closing, then it was really awesome to meet you. You, you and Leo are amazing people, and I hope well, one the, hope I hope one of these days we can meet up and we can just you know chill and have a great time because I would love I would love to like do this in person with both of you guys if that's possible. Oh,
1: I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, we do go to C2E2, and you mentioned Dice Show, and we've actually gone to that too. So I, I'm sure once you know the pandemic is over, we'll run into each other at some point.
0: Yeah, that, that'd be that'd be really awesome. But I'll do my outro and I'll let you do yours. Um, okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Cyber Time Byte, episode 148. You can find me on Facebook at Cyber Time Byte. You can follow me on Twitter at NostalgiaVamp. You can buy all my merchandise at RedBubble.com under Crash Steven Gear, where you can buy all my spork stuff because the spork is the most powerful of them all. Uh, you can buy all the Circus Stuck merch at Circus Stuck on Teespring. And you can find me on Instagram at Nostalgia Vampire. And where can people uh, find you?
1: Um, anyone can find me at Aristocat Cosplay on Instagram. Uh, TikTok is aristocat.cos. Um, and also, I do have a Facebook page for Arista Cat Cosplay. If anyone is interested in supporting the League of Enchantment, again, we are a non for profit organization. Um, we have a Facebook page of everything, and it's a really amazing group to support, and we're always looking for different donations and support and everything. So uh, we'd love to have anyone look us up and look into us because we're a pretty fun bunch of people.
0: <laughs> yeah, I should. You know, I, I should, um, I should, I should actually like ask like you guys, like if I like next time I do a panel, if I can like work for you guys the do the like the put food donations to help you guys out. Well, oh sure. Because I think that'd be really awesome because I'd be supporting a good cause and be doing stuff for uh to help out. You know.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: But yeah, I mean, that's it. That's everything. That's everything that we. That we had to talk about, and we'll, we'll de- and we'll definitely be back. Like, like they'll definitely be back, and it's gonna be awesome when we do. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 148, and I hope all of you have a fantastic day. Have a good one.